Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mixtape Tales podcast. It's been a while. I'm back and now the election's over. So I promise that I'm not going to talk about the election too much or anything related to that. And in that regard, I did want to bring on somebody from the other side of the political spectrum. My guest is LaGrange County treasurer Jamie Lemon and she and I have known each other for a really long time so this is a great uh, catch-up session therapy session and uh, all around good time so uh, enjoy the episode Jamie Lemon up next on the Mixtape Tales podcast all right so thank you very much for listening this is a strange one for me let's be honest um you know the last few episodes of this show, I kind of spent a lot of time um, dunking on the current president. Um, Well-deserved, uh, for sure. But the show kind of got twisted, and it became something that it really wasn't supposed to be. Um, so I'm trying to get that back. And I thought, what better way to do that than to talk to somebody on the other side of the political aisle, um, so to speak. So, yeah, I don't even know. This is, <laughs> this is a bizarre world. All right. Joining me today is Treasurer. Uh, I'm gonna get this wrong, Carly. Lagrange County, Indiana Treasurer, James Eleven's right over there. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Oh, yeah, that was a that was a trip. All right. So yeah. <laughs> I told you, you know, for the sake of your political career, I won't talk about the election, but um, okay. it's stuff for the editing. That'll happen right, later. Right, um, right. But anyways, <laughs> all right. So why don't you tell the fine folks who are you and what do you do? Okay, um, well, I'm Jamie Lemon, and I am the current treasurer of LaGrange County. Um, just one re-election, landslide, had no competition, so, you know, uh, <laughs> made it easy. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, enough. that's, yeah, and I've known you for, I was thinking about it yesterday when we were talking, I'm like, 25 years, at plus least, years? At least, Holy yeah. cow, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, probably one of my oldest friends, like, honestly, like, that I still in contact with, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, there was a restraining order at one time, but that's expired. Right, so. right. <laughs> all right, um, yeah, so we'll get into all that. There's a there's a history there, for sure. Yes. You won re-election, was this your first, this is not your first re-election, this is not your first campaign, right? You've... No, no, I, uh, four years ago, yeah, had to run. That one was, I actually lost in the primary that year, so that would have been, what, 2016? um lost in the primary by 200 and like 34 votes like not that you're bitter yeah well it's just like interesting <laughs> to kind of like remember the numbers and stuff just because like um yeah like that's how close it was like this year i think i had like 8816 votes like you know and i know a lot of that is just people voting straight r i'm not gonna lie my yeah. county's like about as dark red as you could possibly get. Um, so I get it. Like it was just like straight red, you know, straight tickets. Um, but still like some people did vote back and forth. And so I don't take any vote for granted, even, you know, no matter what. And that kind of, I don't know, that lesson kind of was learned on me back then. Um, so yeah, so in a, I don't know, in some weird way, I ended up like getting caucused in to my job four years ago and here we are, so. Right. Yeah. So what was it like, I, you know, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, I should run for office or, you know, I've thought about it before, but never really done it, you know, and what is it like to spend all that time and effort and then to to lose, to come up short? Uh, how does that feel? Devastating. 
not yeah. gonna lie, even in a local election, um, devastating. I put in so much work. Um, I went door to door, which a lot of people don't do around here. That's not something, you know, we do. Went door to door, went to all kinds of events and things. And then, yeah, to come up short was just like, I don't know, it was just, and a lot of it, I'm not gonna lie, is who you are around here. Um, fairly new to LaGrange County. I've only been here like eight years. So fairly new, a lot of people didn't know me. So I think only losing by 234 votes was actually not bad considering who I was running against. Um, somebody fairly well known who's been in politics for a long time around here. So yeah, like part of me, I just, the next day after I came down from that, like, or whatever from that, <laughs> Like, right. I lost, you know, now what am I going to do? Um, thought like, you know, really, it wasn't that bad, like losing by that. But yet it was also that bad. So, <laughs> right. No, I, I mean, I can understand why you wouldn't, you know, be thrilled about a loss. Right. Holding back, holding back, holding back. Anyways, um, <laughs> no, but that's, that's interesting. So then even though you lost, somehow you managed to win, right? Yeah. And you managed um, to get the job. Yeah. The lady who beat me, um, like about a month later, or actually, I know it was about two months later, was like, "Yeah, um, I, I, I don't want to do this." <laughs> and so it kind of just, really, at that point, I knew I probably had it. Like, I still had to do a, do a caucus and had to win that because somebody did run against me in that. But yeah, I know it was like one more block, you know, just right. keep pushing. Keep pushing. Right. Um, I felt pretty confident going into that, but you never know. So, uh, but yeah, so after all of that, it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So what does a treasurer do for those people who, who don't know? Let's get some civics out of the way first. All right. Well, um, I, the tax collector, you know, um, for the county, that's the main part of my job is collecting the taxes. It's not all I do. There's a joke around church with my pastor about being a tax collector and a short tax collector at that. So Zacchaeus, um, right. <laughs> um, it kind of falls in. But um, but I also um, I do kind of more obscure things. I do is mobile home transfer permits. Um, I do permits for alcohol, like alcohol licensing. I have to balance the books every. I do it actually twice a month for the county and send reports in and things. Um, it's. A lot of times, not the most like exciting job <laughs> ever. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's something obviously that you are passionate about. And you wanted to do it again, so yeah, yeah, I do enjoy it. Um, really, when it comes down to it, so yeah. All right, so I guess what are some of the things other maybe other than politics, or we can talk politics if you want. Uh, what are, what are some of the other things that you're most passionate about? Okay, well, let's see. Volunteering. I strongly believe that if more people got out and got involved in their community, the world would be a better place. And I think people would get to know their community a little bit better and the challenges that it faces. Um, a lot of people tend to live in their own little bubble. I think of, oh, there's nothing wrong with my community and not see, you know, even in Little LaGrange, you know, we have homelessness. We have people, you know, starving. We have people, you know, there's a lot of problems here and people tend not to think about it because they don't really know. So we have a lot of, you know, suicide issues, things like that, uh, mental health problems. Um, it's just because they live in Indiana. I, wait, did I just, I'm just joking. Oh, <laughs> it's not true. It's not joking. true. <laughs> no, no. But yeah, like um, I, involved with teens and stuff in the community and um they face a lot of stress we talk a lot about that with them um 
and I don't know, there's just a lot of them just don't have, you know, maybe the best homes and things like that, that they come from, um, they have a lot of support. So that's kind of, I don't know. And then I've, you know, I've been to Honduras and, and done that whole thing too. But um, I would say we're passionate way more about the community and helping people here. So. Yeah, that brings up an interesting point. I'm just wondering, you know, they always say that, you know, people who grew up on social media are so, um, so like less happy or less engaged. You, you work pretty much, you know, with, with the youth. Do you feel like that's true? I mean, do you feel like people are, I don't want to say less good or less, you know, well off or whatever mentally than when, than we were because, but you know, <laughs> just wondering. I, I think that's true. I honestly, um, I, I really do think that that's true. That they're so caught up in being, um, you know, the best being, you know, oh, look what I have, look what, you know, whatever. And then a lot of kids are here, you know, didn't grow, don't grow up with money. Um, there's, you know, I, I think we have a lot of haves and have nots. There's a deep divide here in our community with that. So you got a lot of kids that are like, oh, look, I went to Florida every year. And then there's like kids who don't go to Florida every year and don't have cars and don't have, you know, I think, I mean, it's just, so they compare themselves a lot. Um, I think it's easy to bully each other. Maybe they're not doing it intentionally either, but um, I think it is easier to bully them because, you know, it, it, it's on social media. It's, it's just you know, it can be behind and it's not to their face. It, it can sit back here and say things that they wouldn't have, they would never say to someone's face, you know, so. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was going with that question because the twins are 11, almost 12, mm -hmm. and they haven't asked yet, like for the whole like, you know, social media account other than Discord, but I am mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I don't, because I mean, sixth grade seventh grade was not good for me at all <laughs> like you right. know and now and I didn't even have you know trolls so it's right. interesting yeah it's just I, I get trolled now and I hold yeah that's I don't know that's just that wasn't scripted that wasn't a scripted question I just thought of it all right, right. so uh, how did you get and why did, why was it important to you to get involved in the volunteering I don't know just I think over the years, seeing the impact that other people can have um, on others' lives. I know growing up, um, was also involved with campus life growing up. That's kind of, in some ways, how we met, actually. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> right. Thanks, Tom. Right. <laughs> so, <you>. yeah. <laughs> so, I, I saw how, you know, those relationships even like I didn't get a chance to do like the lunch thing like Tom did you know whatever but just having somebody that came and talked to you showed interest in you for a little bit every week was you know pretty cool just having I don't know I just my kids seeing how many you know their friends don't have the same support at home that my kids do my kids I, I think will tell you that they're pretty lucky that I'm involved with them like I go to their things you know, and I, I saw that, um, I guess, like with show choir, um, my kids were involved with backstage stuff. A lot of parents didn't come, you know. I, I think they thought, oh, show choir's lame, I'm not gonna go, but who cares if you think it's lame? Your kid thinks it's cool. So, you know, show some interest and it means huge to them. So I kind of how I got wrapped up into, I guess volunteering with the youth really was probably through show choir more than anything. 
So. Yeah, that's yeah, because um, my you know Jonah was in quiz bowl, and of course they were undefeated in the champions because they're smart kids at his school. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I can't imagine not being there. And now with the pandemic, they're still doing it, but nobody's allowed. So I'm just like, when they have their meets, I'm gonna be freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He might get a, he might get to take his phone to school, to, uh, school that day. But, yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah. So yeah, that's a, a very, very good point. All right. So it seems like, and I don't know if this is just in kind of our area, my area or overall, but it seems like a lot of younger people and I'm throwing you in that younger category for now. <laughs> um, it seems like they're running, let me get back to politics here real quick, are okay. running and, and kind of winning offices. Do you feel like, do you see that it's a good thing or is that, you know, not a good thing? How do you feel about that? No, I think it's great that younger people, and I, and I, I see your point with younger people, because if you look at most of our, like, senators and our, even our presidents, you know, they're, yeah. <laughs> anyway. they're like, you know, 70 years old and, you know, um, not that that's not a bad thing because I think great things come from, you know, the experience and the wisdom that they can bring in. But I also sometimes feel like they're not maybe plugged into what's really going on in the world. You know, um, it, you know, they obviously most of them are, you know, millionaires and things like that. And so they don't see, you know, maybe they're not seeing what, you know, what it's like to really struggle. Maybe they don't remember some of them. I see some of them struggle growing up, but you know, I think you tend to lose that as you get on. So it's kind of nice to see um, a different perspective. Um, I'm, I'm a, you know, I think it's great that people are getting involved um, with politics and representing their community. And yeah, I don't know, just. Very cool. Yeah, and even like the um, this is kind of a good segue actually. Um, kind of the whole like Black Lives Matter thing from the summer. How the younger folks, you know, I say younger because I'm old. People like Alex's age um, yeah. out there marching and and being a part of that. Yeah. So that's that was just very very cool to see, um, and I was very proud of that. You know, not that I was out there. Again, I'm old, but you know. Well, it, you know, and even that like the summer like. I don't know. I, I tend to, I think we can all evolve. I believe that we can all evolve our opinions. And, you know, I had some people saying, well, you know, they would just do what they're supposed to do. And I'm like, okay, well, my favorite example of white privilege, so to speak, is like, if I'm driving that street and I get pulled over by a cop, my first thought is, oh no, I'm going to get a ticket. I never, never even thought about the fact that, oh, I might be drug out of my car and beaten. That thought never enters my brain because, well, I'm white. I'm female. I'm my age too. You know, there's lots of things that go into that. And, but I think a lot of it is because, well, I'm white. I don't have to worry about, you know, the cop's not going to think, Oh, she's going to have a gun, you know, um, or something, you know? Yeah. So. The, uh, I, um, not to, not to shamelessly plug, but a few episodes ago, I did talk to Tom Rasmanath and we were talking about, um, his children are, are yeah. black and how he had to go through and talk to them about, you know, this is how you approach the police and this is how, and something, you know, I never had to do, you know, growing up in Northern Indiana, sure, but, you know, <laughs> still, um, you're right. I mean, I was always afraid I was going to get like a ticket and get in trouble and get my car taken away from me, from my mom. That's right. about the, the extent of it for me. Um, so yeah, there's a whole nother story there and it's just very, uh, it's, it's sad. It, I mean, it truly is sad that it's 2020 and we're still having to 
you know, people are still having to talk to their kids about driving while black. It's very Yeah. No, seriously. Yes. Okay. Um, anyway, so um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we're just going to hit them all. We're just going to hit religion. We're going to hit politics. We're going to hit you know, all of it. All this stuff you're not supposed to talk about. <laughs> That's what happens. I mean, that is, the show should be called that. Uh, you know, all the stuff you shouldn't talk about with Paul. Uh, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, so full disclosure, you and I, so we have been friends for a long time. Well, we've been friends for most of the time. We've known each other. Yeah, um, most of it, yeah. What? No. What? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I uh, This might all get edited out. I haven't really decided yet. Okay. But there was, all right, so you and I, I mentioned Alex, that's our son, you and I, so shocking, um, you know, right. and I, I don't want people to, you know, clutch their pearls as we go through this, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, um, it's been a long time ago. It's been almost 25 years, yeah. uh, ironically enough. So I still remember like the whole, I remember all the feelings that were involved and it was very, there were a lot of, obviously there were a lot of feelings. I remember though, a speech meeting. Right, because I'm in college, I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go help out my school. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna go judge this beast meet for West Noble, and yeah, I'm gonna do my my duty while I'm back home. Right. Yeah. Then yeah. there was a dramatic interp round. Yeah. During this dramatic interp round, one of your friends did uh, a reading from the book Carrie, and I was like, okay, I know this girl. So I've got to be careful, <laughs> not knowing anything else. I'm like, you know, I can't really give her what she deserves. So I'm going to give her like a medium grade, right? So then right. later I get confronted about that. And she goes, I wish I could tell you something. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> other than the moral of the story, really, yeah, I don't know that there is one, but it was just like at that moment, my entire world changed. And I know... I know that you obviously are going through the same. You are going through something too, uh, and I'm not discounting that at all. Right. But kind of talk about that whole process because I mean we were both very young. You younger than me because I'm old, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. There's no story here. There's no question. I'm just like I was thinking about that the other day, like how one. Well, no, I won't say that. But no, yeah. I, I still no, I, I still don't know. Like, I remember going to Ball State, visiting you at Ball State, and my whole intent that weekend was to tell you that weekend. Literally, that's the reason I went. Right. I I couldn't do it, and I still don't know why, what stopped me from telling you that weekend, or the many other times I could have told you. Right. Had you find out a different way, because... That's definitely not how I wanted you to find that. Right. Yeah, that was very, she was, I mean, I, I know that wasn't your intention, but she was very um, spiteful about the whole thing. It wasn't yeah. like, hey, listen, you know, I mean, so I mean, again, this is 25 years ago. Things yeah. have turned out great for the most part, you know, yeah. he's all right. No, <laughs> just, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a great guy, truly. And I'm very proud of, of what he's doing and, and where, who, who he is now. Yeah. Um, kind of in spite of myself, um, you know, because like, then there was this whole period after all that where I was just like, I was in college, I was doing my thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of it just wasn't good. Yeah. And so it, it was only, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, probably, where I was finally mm-hmm. like, all right, no, like, this is an important thing. And even then, he didn't know. Um, and so then he found out. And, 
Yeah. You know, um, this is, <laughs> I don't even know. This has nothing to do with anything, but no, I was but... <laughs> just, no, but it's, it's important because decisions have consequences, you know, and um, it's turned out to be fantastic. But in that moment, like I remember specifically, I was on like the bus going back to West Noble. Um, I think it was in Fort Wayne somewhere. And uh, I just was like staring out the window and I was just like, okay, so what now? <laughs> like, What's the next step? And yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, at that time, I was not in a very good headspace. And I'm sure that you weren't either. No. But, you know, and then, and then just to continue the troll, you end up working with my mom a few years later. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? And, you know, it's like we you're still always, have lunch, you know, we still have lunch from time to time. So yeah. she's all right. You know, yeah. She's, yeah. I don't know. I, like I said, this will probably all get edited out, but I'm just like, because there's not really a point other than to say, you know, what you told me yesterday is the moral of the story is to not judge speech meets. Right, don't, don't touch speech me. <laughs> and, and I feel like I should have probably known that going in. But they asked, and I was like, sure, why not? Yeah. Who knew, right? Don't volunteer. After you, no. after you graduate, just take some time. Don't go back to the school right away. <laughs> no. You know, wait till your kids are in school. Then, then go back, yeah. Maybe. Maybe go back. Maybe. If you feel it. <laughs> right. If there's not any shocking announcements to be made. <laughs> no. Um, right. All right. This has gone. No, well, I remember being very, I remember being very angry with her though that she found it. It was her place to tell you that information. Like I seriously, I still remember being very angry with her. Maybe I still hold on to some of that anger. You know, I mean, yeah. just because it's like, wait, you you felt that, it, and then like you said, she was very spiteful about it, and it was almost like she went after you. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like like you knew and weren't taking responsibility or something. I don't know. That's how I always seemed in my head. You know, and it's like, but he had no idea, and you were like angry with him about it. Like, why the? I guess I never understood why she was so angry. But I mean, on one hand, I guess it's good that you know you had a friend that was willing to fight your battle. I guess, but right, yeah, I, I had no idea. I barely knew the girl, and I still, yeah, whatever. But um, yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> We've never talked about this, so no, we yeah. never have. So this is a Honestly. counseling session right here. It's just, it is, yeah. <laughs> Y'all are invited. The, the five of you who listen are like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. That's all right, though. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, in the it was like, and I, I know you. I think you told me before. Or I've heard before that you did come with the intention of telling me, but. Either, I mean, either way, it, it's all worked out very well. It's not yeah. like, you know, obviously you're willing to talk about it 20 million years later. So it's not like we are, you know, spiteful and hating each other much, but no, not at no. all. <laughs> not at all. Um, no. One of my favorite people, even though you're a Republican. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, all right. So now, so, so now we've talked about all that. Now we've talked okay. about religion. Now we're going to talk about religion because... Might as well get them all the way. Right. Um, we already talked about taxes too, which is ironic. But yeah. all right. So, so as of right now, um, can you kind of talk about your like religious spiritual beliefs and kind of uh, where you're at now versus maybe where you've been in the past and, and that kind of thing? Okay. Well, it's been a interesting road. I would. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe my story is similar to many others. You know, you get raised in church. 
And then I've heard, heard several other people say too, they were involved with a church and um, felt like a number, you know, or they just wanted you for your money. That's, you know, they didn't really care about you. Um, that happened to me. Um, tried to be involved and I don't know, just kind of always kept getting blown off or actually when I moved to LaGrange and stuff, I kept getting letters from this church. <laughs> Ironically enough, somehow they figured out I moved up here, right. sent me letters, <laughs> basically like, hey, you know, I'm like, yeah, I haven't been to your church in like five years. And now you, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. And then it took a while for me to get back to church. And then a friend of mine, one of my best friends now, she invited me to church one Sunday. So I went and basically just kind of fell in love with the church and then kind of went away again for a little bit. And now I've been back to that church for the last probably five years. I don't know, super involved, definitely been um, trying to be more than just like, oh, I go to church, like that whole, you know, like, oh, if I show up on Sunday, look, I'm a good girl. Um, <laughs> and actually like, and I had a discussion with, um, I, she's one of our pastors, one of our, she's kind of a newish pastor. She's been my friend for a while though. Um, her and I just recently actually started going, like, we're going to read the whole Bible. Like, and we kind of meet weekly to like discuss, like every day we read like a chapter. Um, then we kind of meet weekly to go over what we read. And then we talk about life and stuff too. Um, so it's, that's been recent though. But yeah, in, in that journey of reading through things, uh, we talked about um, the importance of actually reading through the Bible and really learning what it said. Um, and I think that's starting to come, become more important to people just because like we talked about all the, you know, the false prophets out there and a lot of people, um, you know, just go into church and they blindly just believe what their pastor is telling them. And maybe that's, you know, not, I'm going to throw my pastor to the bus because I think he's great or anything like that. And I, we talked about that and, but I said, how do I know what, what he's telling me is true if I'm not reading it myself, you know? And I think that's where you get a lot of these, like, you know, huge mega church pastors out there who write books and are just telling you things just to make money. And, <laughs> and, you know, people are just believing and then they fall into these cults too of, you know, oh, oh you know, the world's ending next week, you know, um, right. you know, things like that. I don't know where I was really going with all that, but <laughs> I'm here Sorry, for it. So it's all good. No. no, it's all good. Um, yeah. So that's kind of very interesting. I actually just finishing up like reading through the Bible this year. I have like 30 days left and like almost thirds of the old early Testament, which is strange, mm -hmm. but the Bible is, it's an odd book. And it's like, if you don't really right. know, you know, what, what's in there is not what you normally hear on Sunday mornings, um, especially, you know, in this area. So, yeah, it's like the whole, I'm a big believer in like the whole like red letter curse, you know, like the letters of the words of Jesus. Because, you know, at, at my church the other day, somebody was wearing a mask that had the name of the current president on it. And I was like, this is not, this is not right. You know, this is not cool. Luckily, there's a lot of other people at that church who, you know, think a lot more like I do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was just like, not sure I'm comfortable with that. Um, right. Because, um, okay, true or false, you can be Christian and a Democrat. Just, just a question. Just true. Okay, hey, thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. Now you're off the hot seat. All right. You win. No. Um, Democrats are all evil. Wait. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. That's right. That's that's the piece that I'm going to pull out right there. If you like. 
Democrats are all evil. Yes. <laughs> no. Not all, <laughs> not all Republicans are evil. Not all Democrats are evil. There's some of both. There's bad people on either on each side. Yes. <laughs> yep. Christian or non-Christian also. So yes. All right. So this has been kind of heavy and deep. So let's let's be ridiculous <laughs> yeah. for a little bit. Okay. So who plays you in the movie version of your life? Christina um, Ricci. It. No reason why. I just really like her. Like, <laughs> no, that's fair. She's got um, dark hair and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> ironically, the when you heard my phone ring, that was my mom calling. It. Oh, okay. I should have thrown her on. Be like, hey, hey. <laughs> <sighs> See, she always has to be involved. She's always like, "What are you talking to Jamesy about?" Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, mom. Um, all right. So we love you, <laughs> Christina Ricci. Yeah, no, that's a good. That's a good choice. Like, I can see that. But, Most people always say like Amy Adams or something like that. Or not Amy right. Adams, but um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, um, people okay. say that her a lot. I like the way I was like struggling to find that and it's just dead air. <laughs> excellent at podcasting. Right. All right. We, um, this show, for some reason, um, has gone way, way, way off where it should have been. But uh, the show originally was called Mixtape Tales and it was about kind of people, letting people tell their story. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions that I always, two questions that I always like to ask people, first of all, and this one is the one that most people have an answer right away. Uh, so what would you say your favorite song is of all time? Okay. That question is so hard for me. Like I gave you an answer, like, cause you know, I, I did give you an answer on that before. And it still stands. That's probably, this right now for me, it's wait for it um, from the Hamilton soundtrack. Um, but music for me is probably in the moment, um, like depends how I'm feeling today or you know uh, but yeah but like wait for it by Hamilton though like there's something about that song that um, resonates with the whole like I don't know I probably feel like I, I probably relate more to Hamilton in the show just because I'm like let's do it now like you know there's no time to waste um, so it sometimes reminds me to like it's okay to stand back and wait for things and um, I don't know that just where I think I was going with that answer with that was just, I'm not a patient person. (laughs) No, no, I'm not either. So that's, that's that's a good word. Okay. So a lot of people struggle with this one, but it doesn't sound Mm -hmm. like you're going to. Um, So what would you say your least favorite song? Right now, as I said, it was WAP. And um, yeah, it, I, I guess I got tired of hearing, you know, like, the like Cardi B and I don't know who all else I'm so not sometimes really into that scene at all so I'm like whatever but talks about you know female empowerment and blah 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 and I'm like okay I'm sorry but talking about that to me is has nothing to do with female empowerment that's just be that's just to me it was just all about earning money and being on the news I mean look how much press she got you know you know Ben Shapiro that whole thing um you know I just don't see, I personally don't see how that's female empowerment. Maybe I'm old. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, uh, I actually had to like uh, Google what that song was. Um, yeah. That's, that's how <laughs> comfortable, it, right? <laughs> that's how up to it I am was. I was right, like, right. Oh. And, I, and I actually occurred at one time and I was like, cause it showed up when I was listening to like new releases on, on um, Spotify. Mm-hmm. The song came up and I was like, for real? This is a thing? Like, like, <laughs> Um, I really feel like it almost plays into really what, um, not all guys, obviously, I think, you know, we're more mature, but like, you know, that 
you know, the 19 year olds or whatever, you know, a lot of them think about, you know, women and I'm like, you're really playing into their, I don't know, their thoughts or about women, I guess. And I don't know how that really changes. I, I don't see how it's empowering to honestly, I just don't like, yeah. <laughs> women at all. No, no, for sure. Um, yeah. The lyrics not super empowering. Normally. So normally I put like the least favorite and the most favorite, like together on a spot of black blows probably not going to put that one on there um, <laughs> just because yeah for those reasons don't do it. No. um you know it's fine it's whatever all right so yeah i don't even know where we go from there um no. <laughs> i was talking to bill about this today i think like my favorite song of 2020 is very strange and it's one that i'm going to be mocked for probably not maybe not by you but by some people who listen to this um, okay. It's um, that song "Exile" by Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, just, I love that song. <laughs> like, it's a great song. Yeah, that's all. Just bring it back. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Taylor for a bit. All right. Okay. And and Justin yeah. Bieber. Okay, Let's, great. Because why not? <laughs> um, I was teased John and telling me he has Bieber Bieber fever. Okay. But really, it's me. Bieber. Yeah. All right. Anyways, uh, sorry. <laughs> What is going on? <laughs> Nobody's listened to this now anyway. They turned it off like forever ago. So I, you know, it's fine. All right. So for the five people that are still listening, what would you say? Uh, what words of wisdom do you have for future generations, people who, you know, stumble across this podcast in thirty years? I I, I would like to tell people, um, don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Um, I I while I say that, I feel like sometimes there's a lot of that going on too but I don't think that it's in a constructive way like um people just want to go up and like you know shout their personal beliefs um which is fine you know people need to probably communicate more but on the other hand I'm like okay like stand up for yourself but just I wish people would do it in a more constructive way um and, and by that I mean just I don't know like do it in a way that people will want will listen to you I think people I'm trying to think of a good example of, I don't know, the whole shout your abortion movement. We'll bring that for just a second, just because I think to me that was just a whole, I just don't know that it was constructive to people at all. Like, I think that it became a, you know, what's good for me is good for me and screw you if you don't think that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm totally just like, no, I'm just, I'm trying to. (laughs) Like figuring a way to bail you out. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sorry. No, it's all um, good. Um, no, it's good. It's um, that it kind of brings up another question though that I skipped before. Yeah. Um, and this is a very I don't know if you're aware or not. If you turn on the news for five seconds, you know. But this is a very divided political landscape right now, which is why it's very important to me to have somebody Republican on the on the uh, show. Do you, are, what do you think we can do as a country to get back on the same page? I, I, I Leadership think that, aside. Do what? Leadership just, aside? You know, not taking, not necessarily one particular person or party, just in general. Yeah, um, I, I think if people would just shut up and listen to each other a little bit more, um, you know, I think most people, I honestly believe most people in this country really want the same things. It's just, how do we get to that point? I I, almost, I really believe that. <laughs> it's just a matter of how do we get there. And, you know, yeah, we have some very differing views on what we want as a country, but I, I think most people probably are, you know, more in the middle 
on things than the extremes that we see. And I think, you know, I don't want to bash the media because, you know, like I think they get a lot of unnecessary bashing sometimes. Really, I, I do. <laughs> but on the other hand, I think sometimes they do play a part in that of, you know, like they want to highlight AOC and then they want to highlight Trump's views or Lindsey Graham's views or, you know, just these two opposite sides and that there's probably more people in Congress and stuff or in our leadership in general that probably really would be okay with finding some middle ground. And, and I think, um, I, I think both sides really have ways to get there if we would just listen to it instead of, you know, thinking that, you know, all Democrats want socialism and all Republicans just, you know, want everybody to starve. I don't know. <laughs> you know, That's I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> all Republicans want people to starve. Yeah, <laughs> Want my rich friends to keep That's their right. richness. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't think most people want that, honestly. Right. Somebody's going to run for like treasurer against you next time and they'll use that on their time. James, you said. I'm termed out after this year. So what, I can say what I want now. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you're gonna, then why not even say that? 45 minutes into the interview. Right. Thanks. <laughs> no. Um, so then what's next? I don't I mean, know. I don't, What's next? Four years? I don't know. Um, I don't. I honestly um, keeping my options open. Um, my youngest will be a senior in high school, so for six months after my term ends, I kind of need to stay around here doing something. Because sure. I, like, you know, can't move him during a senior year. That's insane. Who knows what school will look like by then, though, too. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know thinking um looking past lagrange um indy maybe or something we'll see i've got friends um in um different places in the state government that <laughs> you know <laughs> i do. I've made connections <laughs> right yeah what's funny so. about that is you had like that same look on your face that um, when I asked Addison Egan what the title of her new album was going to be, she gave me that same look. Like, she's not answering this question, but I'll ask it anyway. So why not? Um, <laughs> no. This is me dropping names. Right, right. All I right. heard her on XM the other day. Like, her, what, a song came on XM, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, I freaked out. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Fangirl she, for a minute. <laughs> no, I did the sound. I took a picture, and I'm like, yeah. I'm going to send this to her. Like, yeah. She knows. She knows she's on XM. It's fine. Right. Anyways, yeah. all, right. anyway. <laughs> all over the place in this interview. I don't even know. It's it's over. All right. So as you know, bringing back to Addison, um, we do a. I used to do. I haven't done for a few years. So I can't really say that I that I do. Um, um, Concert of Hope to benefit the Huntington's Disease Foundation mm -hmm. slash society slash whatever charity at that time. So obviously, you know, it's a very personal thing for me. I always try to bring up um, HD awareness as much as I can in these shows. And I, obviously, it's personal to you um, as yeah. well. The big thing in the HD community is about hope. So what? how do you define that word, hope? Hope to me is, oh, gosh. It's a hard question. It is a hard question because I think it's just, you know, there's got to be something better coming. I, I you know. I was just reminded of that picture, you know, on Facebook where the guy's on the bike and it's like people think that, you know, things move from here to here, but like things move like, you know, like, you know, you finally get there. But I always feel like hope to me is just like 
there, you know, there's always got to be something better. There's got to be, you know, like with, with Huntington's, you know, like you, you just have to believe that, you know, there is a, a cure coming. You have to keep focused on that, that, you know, it may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week or, you know, it may not be, you know, it might be five years from now. Who knows? Um, I think that, you know, like when I lost the election, going back to that for a minute, um, you know, I had hope that, you know, something was coming. Like, you know, God didn't sh- close that door for nothing. Like, you know, who I didn't, didn't know at the time that it was, I, I in a weird way, I think to kind of, I don't know, it really stre- that part strengthened strengthened my faith because I, you know, basically had to like, I, I had felt like I had nothing at the time, so I had to just like pray that what was coming next was better than what I thought for myself. But yeah, like, I, I think that it, you know, you, you just, you do have to believe that there's something better coming. Yeah, it's, it's, you know. Wow. All right, last yeah. question, <laughs> um, maybe, we'll see. Maybe. Um, <laughs> what gives you hope as here in 2020 as you're quarantined? Um, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not lost on me at all. What gives you hope here in uh, 2020 in your current state of life? Um, what gives me hope? Um, I, you know, every day they're like, hey, there's a vaccine coming. Um, that That's hopeful right now that, you know, maybe we can come back to some sort of normalcy. I still don't know what that might look like, honestly. Like, I mean, you know, I always feel like at this point, I'm kind of like, this might be the opposite of hope, but it's like, you know, okay, we get past COVID and then, and then what, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, is there going to be some other disease that comes along that, you know, we're back in this spot? What did we learn from this? What did, you know, um, but yeah, I, 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 I think that as things have gotten worse again, I've seen, we've seen so much ugly, I think, come out of this and that's disheartening that I'm hoping that maybe as we head through the holidays and stuff too, that people will um, find ways, you know, like a lot of people aren't getting together for Thanksgiving this week. So we're trying to find other ways to get together. And so maybe, you know, we've just kind of grown in that way this week um, that maybe finding a different ways to communicate than, oh, we showed up for Thanksgiving, things are good. And that maybe, you know, Zooming or, you know, I don't know, picking up the phone and calling people, holy cow, what? (laughs) when people call me I'm like why are they calling me (laughs) it's either like my mom or somebody telling me about an extended warranty on my car right (laughs) all right um yeah I think we're just gonna wrap it up here because I don't know oh yeah let me ask you this um what is the one thing that you're most looking forward to when like the virus is gone and everything is safe again live shows seriously Like whether it's, you know, a concert or live theater, like Claire and I went and saw, um, oh gosh, um, ah, what is it called? Oh gosh, Reese Witherspoon, she's in pink. Um, Legally Blonde, thank you. My brain was just like, I don't know the name of that show. Oh, your favorite movies, you know. Uh, (laughs) uh, We went and saw Legally Blonde um, in August, right before she went back to Ball State. And that was an interesting thing um, to do. It was, you know, we were, everybody was in masks, even the performers. Um, but um, 
missing out on that so much though. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, that was like a little taste of something for the first time in months to be able to go see and do, but man, it just stinks not being able to, you know, even just go hang out with your friends, like on the weekend, at, you know, Sullivan Cellars or something like, you know, I don't, I, some people have done it. I just haven't felt comfortable, but you know, but yeah, concerts, shows, like all of that. Yeah. Like, and like, I feel like, bad because like literally everything that I bought, almost everything for, for Alex for last mm-hmm. year for Christmas and his birthday. Yeah was like a show concert tickets he wanted and we were going to go to mcfoley and it's like all of that got canceled <laughs> like i owe him like five times christmas presents now so. right <laughs> oh, sorry. i know that's, we, we like we usually take a family trip to chicago like to go see the lights go to chris kindlemart all of that and that's not happening this year and so that's you know kind of a bummer now we're like okay now what because you know it was kind of always part of their christmas too because even going for the day is not cheap so right. you know now i'm like okay now what <laughs> right so, now, yeah. now what <laughs> right yeah. yeah and that's yeah anyways all right um anything we haven't talked about anybody else you'd like to offend or you know right who else should be alienate <laughs> who else could we uh freak out right Right. I mean, you know, like I said, there's certain things I wouldn't talk about. No, I'm just joking. Right. Read no, open book, honestly. Right. Um, you know, like I said, I don't have to go through an election again in four years. Well, I don't think anyways. Who knows? <laughs> no, never know. Right. No, you never know. Yeah. When I'm running for governor in a few years, this will come back and bite me in the butt. I don't know. Like, Probably. Right? <laughs> no, you haven't said anything too offensive at all. So, you know, it's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or then I'll have like, 13 listeners instead of 10 so you know right. <laughs> slow slow growing but this episode is going to be the most listened to i can predict it now there we go that's right that's right all right so <laughs> uh, you know, for real i i you know joke with you a lot but for real like having you in my life has been i don't know a thing it's been interesting yeah. <laughs> um you know and, and i value every every minute of it and so right. the good and bad so um, right and again thank so, like, you for doing this silly yeah, i was telling my kids last night we were talking about you know i was like man i've been like, i've known him for like you know 25 plus years and i'm like like really no honestly you probably are like as my son james put it he's like he's on your board of directors i'm like yeah like if i had something like you know like honestly that I really needed to talk to somebody about you're on my list of people to call and talk to about you know like you know to say hey like this is happening what do you think you know right so you know you would ask me and then I would tell you and then you would do the opposite which would be probably the wise move probably but yeah (laughs) so nice all right so thank you very much again for doing this um it's been uh, way too long and you know yeah. all that take tips for way too long but um, I'm for the rambling sometimes I'm like wait where was I going with that thought no like, it's it's all good it's awesome. all good um <laughs> thank you for doing this again and thank you for having me no problem and then when you come back in uh four years and you're running for governor or president oh, or whatever uh, I'll be more than happy to talk to you again okay <laughs> all right I'll talk to you soon I'll talk to you later all right bye right, bye <laughs>